Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, certified sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Are you interested in astrology? I know I am, but if you're like me, you you probably know your sign. Maybe you know what's rising, and maybe you know your moon. But beyond that, well, to be honest, between the degrees, the squares, the crosses, the grand trines, the transits, and everything else the sun, the moon, the planets, and the stars are doing up there, it is woefully confusing to me. But tonight, we're going to explore how to use the planets in the most positive way So you have a better life experience, and you can really manifest your dreams. You know, it is possible, and we all can do this without having to become astrologers. My guest, Kathy Kirsten, has been a seeker all her life. She is a metaphysician, international astrologer, writer, teacher, hypnotherapist, and lecturer, and she has been for over mm, 35 years, and she continues to add new and innovative methods to help her clients live their best life in purpose and in joy. Now, Kathy is a minister and the director of the Institute for Spiritual Development, a metaphysical church in Sparta, New Jersey, where she teaches and conducts workshops on various metaphysical subjects, including astrology, enhancing the law of attraction, EFT, the emotional freedom technique, and her new workshop, Making the Quantum Leap, is based on various methods of emotional and memory-related issues. And with the information that Kathy gleans from the astrology chart and the human design charts of those people attending the workshop, she is able to help everyone move forward from the restrictive influences of the past. Kathy's book, Balancing Your Orbit, that's the topic for discussion today, as well as the CD packages she offers, enables everyone to work on themselves and on any problem in a method that's fun, yet incredibly powerful. The book, Balancing Your Orbit, is also available as an ebook on Amazon. So you can get it from Amazon.com as an ebook or as a paperback, and you can get it from her website as well. And her website just happens to be KathyKirsten.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-O-N.com. So go ahead and write that down now, and then you can check it out after the show because you do not want to miss a moment of this. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being today? I'm very good, thank you. I always choose to be good, <laughs> even with the rest yeah, of the Mercury. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This, this is an amazing book. I have never read an astrology book that was written so succinctly and in a way where I was not either confused or, or bored, to be honest with you. Your book is the first astrology book I have read in its entirety. It is so well structured from the very first paragraph to the very last line. It is light, easy to understand, it's humorous, and I really don't think this is just me. I think many people would agree. It is completely enlightening, enjoyable, informative. You don't need to be an astrologer to understand it, and the fact that it's only 50 pages long, so it's not long to read at all, and it's so compact, is, is you know just doubles the, the goodness of it all it's extremely helpful in that you can use it as a guide to allow any of us actually to use the energy of the planets for a better and more fulfilling life that's what the book does and we'll talk about different aspects of the book in a bit but to get started I was wondering if you'd mind telling our listening audience 
how you came to be an astrologer and, you know, how does it all, how did it all come together for you, in, including up to and including the book? <laughs> okay. It's well, a loaded question, uh, I know. <laughs> yes. Well, back, back in the, uh, actually, 1969, I had had my horoscope read, and it fascinated me. And I asked the woman if she gave uh, classes, and she said no, but she'd be willing to, you know, to teach me. And after a very short time, she accused me of doing it in past lives because I couldn't possibly get it that quickly. <laughs> And then I, after I finished with her, I just continued to, you know, study on my own. And, um, and I did that till, let me see, that was about 1969, till about 1972, I think it was. And I didn't, you know, do astrology professionally. I just did it for friends or anybody who would listen to me. And um, this one time I was doing a chart for a friend, and I noticed that she had... Um, an accident aspect, and I looked at it and I thought, oh, wow. And the old astrologers, they were, you know, very doomsday. You know, everything you read, it was like, oh, be careful of this and be careful of that. <clears throat> so I looked at this and I thought, how am I going to tell her this? And then I realized that my son had the same aspect. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. Now, the planet <clears throat> involved was Mars, and Mars makes his transit around the chart every two and a half years. So I started thinking, wait a minute, I looked back two and a half years. We had just moved into the house where, that we had bought at that time, and he was on his tricycle with his little friend and the friend's mother. And she said, oh, put your brakes on, there's a car coming. And he jammed the brakes and went over the handlebar and hit his face on mm. the sidewalk. Mm, and he was all, you know, <clears throat> bruised and everything. So I looked at this and I said, oh, my God, that's coming back again? So uh, I thought, you know, what am I going to do about it? Now, I could, you could only get in the general area of things, you know, with astrology. It's very hard to, like, nail it down to, <clears throat> like, the hour. So um, he was supposed to go on a school trip that Friday. And I said to my husband, there's no way I'm sending him on the school trip. So uh, I kept him home, and then my friend said on the Saturday, the police department are doing a fishing thing, and they're supervising the kids, and he loves to fish. He'll be fine there. <clears throat> so, okay, I let him go, and I'm helping out at the school with my other son when the ambulance pages me. And they said, uh -oh. you know, don't panic, but your son is in the hospital, but he's okay and I thought, oh, my God. And I get there, I walk in, and he's lying on this table, and he's like, um, I'm sorry, Ma, you know. And I said, what happened? And his friend picked up his knapsack, a thermos bottle flew out, hit him on the top of the head and split it open. And as they mm. were putting him in the ambulance, a little girl walked into the ambulance door and split her head open. <clears throat> so they took oh the my children God. to the <laughs> So I said, okay. Two and a half years later, it's back again. Now, by mm. this time, I'm, you know, more proficient, but I still don't know what I'm going to do about it. So I'm walking around the house, and I'm talking to whoever's listening, and I said, I'm not doing this astrology anymore. If all I can do is predict, and I can't help people change it, and I can't do anything about it, I don't want to know. And I'm ranting and raving and carrying on, you know, what have you. And I used to get this magazine, and every month I waited for one particular article, and it was called, He Who Holds the Stars in the Palm of His Hand. 
and it was about this old alchemist at the turn of the century. So at any rate, magazine comes, and I turn to that uh, article, and in the article, the old astrologer is teaching this protege there, and he says, we're going out to Long Island, and we're going out on Tuesday, because uh, we have to lift a negative energy that has been put in place. And he said, uh, do you know why we're going on Tuesday? No, kid doesn't know. He said, well, because it's Mars Day. And it was put on under the energy of Saturn. And all of a sudden I went, oh, wait a minute. Every (laughs) accident was on a Saturday. So now I didn't have like three days to worry about. I only had one day. So I continued (laughs) to read. And um, he... He says, and now we're going to do this at whatever time. I think it was at 2 o'clock or something like that. He made a circle, and he said to the young guy, once you stand in that circle, we're doing it at 2 o'clock because this is the hour of Saturn. In other words, this was the reverse to what I was doing. So Mm -hmm. I thought, wait a minute. And I calculated the hour of Mars on a Saturday, and it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and on both times the accident was 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Okay, now I don't, I, I'm down to the hour, but how do I stop it? So I thought, okay, what would be an antidote for too much Mars? Venus. Venus would be the antidote. Love, right? So Venus rules copper. So I went next door to the old lady next door, and I said, Florence, do you have anything copper that I can put around his neck? And she said, yeah, I actually have a copper chain with an English copper penny on it. I don't even know where I got it from, but you can have it. So I put it round his neck, and <clears throat> he's playing, and I'm inside the house, and you know how you watch the clock, and then you get distracted? And I got mm-hmm. distracted, and all of a sudden, I hear him yell, and I thought, oh, no. And I walk out, and he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, what happened? He said, we're playing baseball. The ball hit the penny, snapped it off the chain, didn't touch him, and he's never had a problem with it since. Oh, my goodness, that's a cool story. (laughs) So that is alchemy, right? Well, now, I can't can't run around doing alchemy all the time, and I wouldn't know enough about it anyway, but it proved something to me. It proved that something could be done. My next trip was into hypnosis, and then I became a clinical hypnotist, and then I started Mm -hmm. to use that tool to change energy. But the best one came when I discovered EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I had, um, I, I had started to write the book, and actually I did write it, and I just printed out copies myself and gave it to my clients at the time. Um, I'm reading for this one man, and he said, uh, he says something about the Saturn transit. And I said, oh, tell him to go, you know, shove his paranoia. And I said, demand wisdom from him. And he looked at me with his eyes wide. He said, Kathy, suppose he gets mad. I said, Joe, it's a bloody planet. I said, what do you mean, get mad? It doesn't care about you. It's, it's beaming energy to the earth. You're picking it up. I said, that's why when I read for people and I focus on all these positive things, but if I give them one little bit of caution, oh, my God, they latch onto it, you know? Mm, I said, you're supposed to give the energy to all the positive things that are there. So that's, it was then that I decided that I need to do do something to get this knowledge out there that you don't buy in to all this negative stuff. 
And um, and so that's how that began. And that was back in 1996 that I started to do that. And then, you know, I wrote it and I gave it to some of my friends and what have you. Then as time passed, um, I got more pressure from people that, well, mm-hmm. you know, do you have something? But by then I, you know, I couldn't even find the darn thing. So uh, I got my old notes out and I said, okay, let me clean it up and let me, do it properly, and self-publish it. And so that's what I did. But the real cream came with EFT because now I had a tool. You know, it's one thing to have a conscious, um, uh, you know, conscious decision to do something. But we, we act consciously, but we react from the unconscious program. So mm-hmm. by using EFT... You know, for example, <clears throat> I, I tell people, I said, spirit only listens to me when I yell. And they look mm-hmm. at me. And I said, you know, when you, when you pray in a pleading tone, it's like you're pleading with your mother when you know she's going to say no. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I said, you know, all the, all the metaphysical teachings and even, you know, Christianity, I said, what did Jesus say? He said, ask and it shall be given. He didn't say if you're good, if you stand on your head, if you... He right. said, just ask, <laughs> you know? And we can't believe that it cannot possibly be that simple. So the unconscious mm-hmm. wants to say, that's not true. But with the EFT, where you're tapping those acupuncture points while you are stating, even though I don't believe this is possible, or because I've never uh, given Venus energy credit, you know, you say what is, and then you tap in what you want. And it has been really powerful for my clients. And um, I think That's that... That's going to have to be another book. You're going to have to write another book on that. <laughs> on what? On EFT. Oh, well, well, the, the, te- the CDs are all EFT. That's on, correct, on the yeah. C- okay. yeah, on the CDs... I tell you, you know, a little bit about EFT. I put a picture of the, of the points on it, and then I lead you right through it. And the one thing that, that people have to get over is they want to sometimes saturate themselves with too much information, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when you said, oh, I love the book. It was simple and to the point and everything. That is the point, you know, become as yeah. a little child and you can have the kingdom of heaven. Well, kids don't overanalyze things. They just believe it and go do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the point of both the book and the CD package. You want it, just do it. And um, it's interesting sometimes the excuses that people will come up with or give themselves. Oh, I really liked it, but, you know, I didn't have time and... You're saying you, you don't have time to make your life better, you know? Yeah, so exactly. Sometimes I, I get accused of putting them on a guilt trip. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you, you know, it, it's, it's sad when you, when you have a good tool that doesn't get used. It's like having vitamins sitting on your kitchen counter. They're not going to mm-hmm. do any good if you don't take them. That's so, right. You know, so yeah, I, I, I made that... this. I'm sorry. I made this. Uh, playful so that people will do it 
And it is, and it's, it's, it's done in a way so that you know you can do it. It gives you the confidence, and I love the way that you talk to the energy, the, the same way that I, I mean, I, you know, I see people praying going, oh, dear God, please help me with this. And it's like, you know, you know what? Hey, God, what are you doing? You're on vacation. I need some help with this now. You know? Right. And I thought, <laughs> the first person I've met who talks to, you know, other deities and, and whatever it is, energies, the way that I do, I'm not going to, you know, sit there and go, oh, oh, holy one of all gold or whatever. They don't want to hear that. They just want to be talked to like you talk to everybody else. You want to hear something funny? When I mm-hmm. decided to do this, you know, I write like I talk, and you can't write, write like you talk for a book. So I had all this, I, I figured, let me get an editor, you know, from this self-publishing uh, company. So, you know, they gave me this editor who I never really, I never spoke to or anything, everything was done online. And at some point, as this person is editing, I get this, this um, statement, can't you talk to the planets gently? with reverence, like we talk to the Christian God. And I thought, okay. oh, for crying out loud, she has no clue what this book is about. <laughs> I mean, the whole idea of this book is like the opposite of, oh, where did I get this person? But the funniest thing is, it got me so mad that I was just ready to go into Pluto. And what happened when I did... Oh, my God, I had the most profound experience, personal experience, that just blew me away. And I started laughing, and I said, eh, Kathy, sometimes you need a little kick, you know. But uh, can you believe it? Talk. Can't you talk to them gently? Yeah, they won't listen if I do. <laughs> Well, exactly. You know, you have to just put it out there and say, this is what it is. I'm a pretty, you know, a straight shooter. I shoot straight shoot from the hip and or shoot straight from the hip because I want to know where I stand with everybody and I want people to know where they stand with me. So it's just easier. So, you know, instead of beating around the bush and being nice and kind, you can be nice and kind, but be firm. Well, it, it, and it, it, you're doing that with the planet. Yeah, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond, you know, it, it really isn't a matter of being nice or not being nice. What it is is a matter of your own belief, okay? When you doubt that it can happen or you doubt that you can get it or any kind of doubt, that's when you go into the pleading kind of energy or please because you really don't know or believe that you can get it. Whereas when you say, when you make that statement, um, you know, very strongly, what you're really putting out to the universe is, A, I believe this, that I can have this or it can, I can have the positive energy, I can have the wisdom of Saturn, I can have the courage and energy of Mars. You're not pleading for it. So when you're putting that energy out like that, that's how it responds. And that's what, you know, that's what I teach when I do a class. I don't go into that you know, whiny state, that's when you, like I said, when that's when you ask your mother and you know she's going to say no. <laughs> right. So it, the it, psychology it's fascinating. of it is. Mm-hmm. So, so let ahead. me ask you this. When you read the book, um, <laughs> just for the heck of it, what planet <laughs> jumped out at you? Oh, okay. Oh, that's not a fair question because I was reading it for the show. No. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were going to ask me a question. <laughs> ah, well, um, okay. Well, I, I, I went you know, <laughs> Sometimes that tells you something about yourself. That's why I asked you. You might think about this later. I asked this one client. I said, um, you know, what uh, planet jumped out at you? And 
<clears throat> quite often, it's really interesting, um, either Neptune or Saturn jumped out. And then when I think about the person's chart, it, I see that the, you know, the negative part of Saturn is the planet of limitation, restriction, fear, mm-hmm. paranoia. His positive is structure, organization, discipline, and his gift is wisdom. And so I said, you know, when you read through it and you sense the planet, think about whether you respond more often to the positive or negative and then decide, you know, to change it. But on the CDs, I walk everybody through every planet. And so they're tapping in, tapping out and tapping in, they're tapping out the negative energy of the planet and they're tapping in the positive energy. And then suppose, you know, um, all right, suppose you're going to the bank for a loan and you're thinking, oh, well, I wonder if I'm going to get this loan, all right? So you're in the parking lot. Now, <clears throat> you've already played the CD or you've read the book or both, and you sit there and mm-hmm. you just tap these points. Even though I have doubt that I'm going to get this loan, I'm going to release this. I've got Venus on my side. She rules love. She rules money. She makes a good presentation. And I have the, um, the maturity and the wisdom of Saturn, and I have the courage and energy of Mars. When you walk in to a place with that kind of energy emanating from you, and they're going to give you anything you want. I mean, think about it. People respond to our expectation. So mm-hmm. we first have to get into that point of, of that expectation within ourselves. It's like, you know, in astrology, the fifth house is the house of love given. And I always tell people, you know, you need to look at that um, house in your chart and the ruler because before you can love anybody, you have to love yourself. Otherwise, you're not giving them anything. Right. right? That's so true. So the same thing, the same thing goes for, you know, what you want to create. If you want somebody to believe in you, like let's say, you know, giving you the loan. If you want them to believe in you, you have to first believe in you. Or you're going to put out the energy that, oh, you know, I'd like this loan, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> so this is what is so valuable about this book. You can use it before, you know, or, or the uh, CDs are tapping. You can use it before you go for an interview. You can use it in, you know, any area of your life. And you're going to bit by bit pull in, you know, positive experiences. I have a friend who... She was complaining one day, uh, <clears throat> having a problem with somebody at work, and I said to her, where do you find these people? Oh, Kathy, it's easy for you because you're not in corporate America. I said, well, excuse me. Uh, you talked about a problem with your neighbor. You told me you had a problem one time with a woman in ShopRite. I got a ShopRite. I have neighbors. I don't have to meet these people. You know <laughs> what I mean? Of course, mm-hmm. she didn't like it, but she was a long-term <laughs> friend, so she was able to take it. And I said to her, you've really got to change something to attract positive people, positive experiences. I mean, we can all bump into something <clears throat> that we have to deal with. But if you're bumping in it, into it left, right, and center, then you have to stop and look in the mirror and say, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's something going on. Right. Yeah. And this, yeah. you know... They, these uh, 
these planetary energies, I mean, we've got some major, major stuff this last couple of years. You get my, you get my emails, you know, and, and the audios yeah. I put on my website <clears throat> where I talk about the new moons and, and everything. And they, they affect, you know, everybody. Those planets are <laughs> somewhere in everybody's chart. <clears throat> and the biggie that's been going on and still going on this year is the square between Pluto and Uranus. Now, I call Pluto the control freak. Uranus is the planet of change and freedom. But the statement, a square is forced action. So we are all being forced. If you want freedom, you have to give up. Stop trying to control things you can't control. The only control you have is over yourself. And when you have self-control, nobody can control you. And you have no need to control anybody else. That is a biggie that's been going on and, you know, is still going on. And as I said, those planets are somewhere in everybody's chart. Now, let's take somebody who doesn't know anything about astrology and hasn't had the chart done. But nevertheless, these two planets are somewhere. So with, with this book and those CDs, they can tap on Pluto being even though I feel like I need to be in control, you know, mm-hmm. I forgive yep. myself. And then that they pull in, they release that control, they bring in the freedom, and, uh, and so they start to respond positively to that energy. And wherever those planets are doing that in their chart, it's going to improve. So it's a win-win situation whether you know your chart or you don't know your chart. That's Still what happening. I was getting out of the book. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that in, in the very early on in the book, I believe it was in the preface of the book, you tell people, you tell us that people sometimes say to you, uh, you know, Kathy only tells you the good stuff. And, and while you admit that that is true for the most part, you are doing it for a very specific reason. You're not doing it to play the part of a good guy. You're doing it for all the reasons that you've just told us, that you have to be in a positive place because you want to get rid of all that negative stuff. And we as human beings, for some reason, and, and I don't know why we do this, but it's almost like we set out to self-sabotage. We hear good things, and then somebody says one little tiny thing that's not so positive, and like a lion on a hunt, we hone in on it, we feel into it so easily, and with the greatest power and excellence, it seems, we dwell there for a while, and then we wonder why the bad thing manifested. <laughs> Well, scientifically, they're proven there's a part of the brain, and it's the survival part, that responds to negative news much quicker than good news. So whether it's that or what, I don't know. But, um, uh, you know, I I have this saying, I've been saying it for years and years, and I've passed it all over the place, not in my reality. And I have Mm -hmm. uh, this friend call me up, and she says, I know it's not in your reality, but I was watching the news, and I say, hold it. It's not in my reality. Why do you insist on putting it there, you know? Now, now I'm aware of, you know, negative things that come to me, so I have that choice to change it. But 90% of the people don't. And, they, you know, they listen to it, and, and it, it, they, it creates all this fear, and, oh, my God, you know? And um, they, they don't realize that they're being conditioned and brainwashed, and uh, until they decide, you know, to take action 
Uh, and if you know if their life is perfect, wonderful. They mustn't be listening. <laughs> but if um, if it isn't, they've got they've got these tools. And any tool that you can use that moves you into that space. For example, <clears throat> a few months ago, I um, I think it was the result of a class that I did. I um, made this. Oh, it was it was the result of the class. I made this. Um, audio that I put on my website called The Magic Mirror. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, a few people said to me, oh, I went on your website. I loved that Magic Mirror, but, you know, um, I haven't been on, <clears throat> on my computer for a while. And I mm-hmm. said, well, why do you have to go on the computer? Well, it's on the computer. <laughs> I said, but you go into the bathroom every, every day and you look in the mirror. Why, usually, I made that as a guide, not that you have to have me to do it. Why don't you just look in the mirror and start tapping and go through that process? Oh, I have to do it myself? And <laughs> look at them. <laughs> what do you mean you have to do it yourself? But then I, I, had, um, <clears throat> I had one uh, friend that had come for an update reading. This is when I first got into EFT, and she was asking me about it. And I said to her, you know what, when I, you know, let me finish this, and then I'll put a tape on, I didn't have CDs at that point, and I'll just run you through a little cycle so you understand what it is. So she was, she was stuck getting ahead with her work. So <clears throat> I took her through, you know, the, the tapping session for that, and uh, and then I finished it, and she said, oh, that was great. I said, no, no, wait a minute, there's one more round we have to do. While I was setting up the tape, she was carrying on about her husband, and he doesn't appreciate her work, and he doesn't think it's valuable, and blah, 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 blah. So <clears throat> now I've got the tape. I did the thing with her work for her, and then I said, okay, one more round. Even though Ken doesn't appreciate my work, He's entitled to his opinion, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, and I went, you know, through whatever came into my head at the time because I do all that just intuitively, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I did this whole session. The next morning she calls me up. She said, a different man came down for breakfast this morning, <laughs> <laughs> which was very, very funny, you know. And I said, well, you, you stopped you know, doing that to him, and unconsciously he picked it up. And I said, so it shows you that you're getting back what you expect. Once you stopped expecting right. it, you did the tapping, it changed. Well, at any rate, I thought she understood the process, and I said to her, you know, you can use this. It's a simple technique for many things. So a couple of months later, <clears throat> up at the Institute, she said, you know, Kathy, I came across that tape that you made for me a few months ago, and I played it, and she said, you know, it's much, much better when I do it with you. And I looked at her, and I said, no, it's not me. The only difference is you don't have to think. So you've got the, right. you know, the tape on or the CD, and you don't have to think. Because a lot of people get, oh, what should I say? How should I word it? So that's one of the reasons that I decided to make that CD because um, there are people who prefer to follow through with it instead of coming up with their own dialogue, which eventually they will if they, you know, if they get in the habit of it. But it is an incredible tool. You're dealing with 
You're dealing with planetary energies that are beaming to this earth, like it or not. And all, mm-hmm. of, these, um, all of these planets have got a positive and a negative. You wrote the script, which is your chart, and you said, I'll have these experiences. And then sometimes we live up to it and sometimes we don't. But if we wrote mm-hmm. that script, we can change it. And exactly. so this is a fantastic tool to you know, be able to do it. And if you're really creative, you'll come up with other wonderful ideas to use it. Um, so I was, uh, I was very happy putting this, you know, putting this together and hoping that it goes out and reaches enough people that does make, it will make profound changes in people's lives. I think it will. I have a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you regarding the astrology part of it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you provided details on all the planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. But there's a planet, Sharon, I, I think it's called. They, remember they discovered a new planet and they decided it was a planet. And so now you've got Sharon up there, or Sharon, or how you pronounce it. Chiron. Chiron, okay. It's relatively recent, you know, discovery. How does that play into astrology today? Well, um, Chiron is called the wounded healer. And wherever he is in a chart, you'll go through um, some kind of sadness or, or disappointment or wounding, but from it comes your greatest growth. And the funniest thing is, it's funny you should mention Chiron, um, and he doesn't say when this will happen. It can happen at six months old or 66, you know, any time um, in the course of your life. Uh, when I'm sitting with a client now, if, you know, when Chiron comes up, if they have not had that disappointment in that area, but most of them, but when they get into adulthood, usually have, but if they haven't, I have them tap, even though I wrote that, that, you know, Chiron into the script, I don't need to experience it this way anymore, you know, with the enlightenment. So there's mm-hmm. many different things that you can, you can do with that. About five years ago, um, I was doing something called a solar return, which is a chart that runs from birthday to birthday, and it's like taking a paragraph out of the script. Um, and I was doing this, and I'm looking at Chiron, and many times I'll intuitively get this stuff, and, it, and I got mm-hmm. wherever it shows up in the soul of return, it's going to bring a healing. So I told the client that I was reading for, I said, it's going to bring a healing of some kind of disappointment or what have you in this particular area you know, of your chart. And so I started saying that, but I had no real proof of whether it was true or not. And then this mm-hmm. man who had gone through a really very difficult divorce and his wife was really crucifying him over the kids, uh, he came for an update. Now, I knew him and I knew the wife. Um, and I said to him, you know, I have this theory that wherever Chiron shows up, he brings a healing. I said, and it's in your marriage house. Well, he was a Capricorn, and this was about February, so... His birthday was, I don't know if it was December or the beginning of January, but anyway, he was a Capricorn, and he looked at me wide-eyed, and he said, Kathy, about two, three days after my birthday, he said it was like somebody threw a switch. She did a 180-degree turn, 
and she's been mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. And yeah. that, to me, was proof that that's what Chiron does. So mm-hmm. he brought a healing to that area. Well, you know, we don't have to wait for him to be in any particular area. So for anybody that would be listening to this show or using this information, if you know your chart and you know where it is, you can tap, the, you know, even though I placed, Chiron, even though I placed you in the house of self-earned money and self-value to have this experience, um, in my, with my wisdom now, I don't need to experience it that way. You can bring a mm-hmm. healing to that area, you know? And if you don't know where it is, you can just say, even though I have no clue, Chiron, where I put you in my chart. <laughs> right, right. You know? Yeah, even, I have no clue where I put you in Make my chart. <laughs> but, yeah, let's, you know, I'm now, I now want to bring in all your wonderful healing power. Now, talking about Chiron, right now, literally right now, for the past uh, month or so, and it will still be there for the next couple of months, Chiron and Saturn are in a beautiful, beneficial trine together. Now, a trine is ease, it flows. So if Chiron is the healer and Saturn's gift is wisdom, then we have to take that wisdom to know that we can be miracle makers and not only heal ourselves, but heal others too. And that's, that's great. That, that's happening somewhere in everybody's chart because they're in that trine, you know, in the heavens. And the mm-hmm. interesting thing when I did the last full moon and I talked about the planetary positions, Jupiter was in what we call an inconjunct to the moon. And an inconjunct is an opposition, one sign removed. So it's like looking at something in your peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. And if you turn to look at it, you can't see it. It's going to move. Well, Jupiter is faith and optimism. So we were being um, challenged to have that faith in and optimism in what we yet can't see. Yes. Oh, that makes you know? so much sense. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yep. Right. Wow. And and the beautiful thing about it too was that um this the Jupiter um inconjunct was also in a trine, a beneficial trine to Chiron the healer and Saturn, both. I mean, what a wonderful opportunity and I have been putting that out there like, like crazy since you know, since it happened. And for you know, for the listeners Oh, we have um, we have a few more days to get to the 27th of this month, 27th of June, when we will have the next new moon. Now, at the last new moon, um, Neptune, the planet of illusion or illumination, mm-hmm. was in a square, a tension friction, to the new moon. Now, a square is forced action. So we were being forced into letting go of illusions. And illusions are always about limitation. Neptune mm-hmm. is a miracle maker, but miracles were never performed with logic. So right. you have to step into that faith and optimism part in order to perform miracles. Well, on the next new moon, on the 27th of this, of this month, 
Neptune is going to be in a perfect beneficial trine to that new moon. And I've been hammering everybody, just keep making the statement, let go of the illusions, let go of trying to control things you have no control over. Have the faith and optimism. It doesn't mean sit there and do nothing, but if you're doing taking action, take it with the positive attitude and don't look at what is. Look at what you want. And that yep. is, this is a very, very powerful time, you know, to be doing this. And then, of course, when I say this, then I get from some people, you know, I'll get the feedback, oh, you know, that's easy for you to say, and, I said, it's no more easier for me than it is for you. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm giving you the the, the tool. All you have to do is do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how much easier does it get? (laughs) Right, exactly. And and the thing is, you don't even, like you said, you don't even have to understand astrology. No, no, because I don't. Quite frankly, I I don't have time. (laughs) You know? Right. Well, we, you know, you, you, you enter a room and you put a switch on and the light comes on. Do you really know how it gets there? No. I mean, well, yeah, pretty, I do, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> right. well, that's not so fair. It gets, but the point is it gets there at any rate. You know what I mean? Right. right. So, you don't have to so know never mind. how it works. Yeah, never yeah. mind how it's done. It works, and that is the bottom line. The work you do with the sound and how the sound affects your, your body right. and the healing and everything. Oh, my God, I had an awesome experience with those bowls. <laughs> and, well, you saw what happened. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> right. That so, was great, you know. But, yeah, I think people need to have, you know, have faith in things that you don't believe in because don't dismiss something just because you don't understand it. There is something behind it, you know, uh, I tell people that all the time. Please don't dismiss something just because you don't understand it. You know, like you said, does everybody understand how electricity works, you know? Um, I do have a question that's, this is kind of a little bit, it's not off topic, but it's intriguing to me. In your book, you talked about being in the age of Aquarius now and having been in the age of Pisces, which is when we learned compassion and self-sacrifice. Now, I thought we were in Aquarius like a long time ago because there's that song from the 60s, you know, this is the time. Yes, well, you know, we are. But, I mean, the age is like a, you know, it's years. I mean, well, it's 2000. Say, how long do they last? Oh, oh a couple of thousand really? years. I mean, it's, yeah. I and I mean, that. Okay. <clears throat> yes, it's not, it's not a brief thing. And, in fact, <clears throat> what, and this is only my own theory, but. That was in the 60s, right now, you know, huh? Yeah, right now, um, Neptune is in Pisces, in its own sign. It has not been in this sign for 144 years. And uh, so when I was looking at the chart of the United States and I was doing my yearly forecast and everything, I don't know what happened 144 years ago, so I Googled the date and everything, and I sat there (laughs) very amused at some of the things that, you know, that had occurred. But... Think about this. In the age of Pisces, yes, we learned about love, we learned about compassion and all the positive sides, but every sign has its negative as well. And codependency and being a martyr, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of those things were Piscean um, energies too. So now in the age of Aquarius, the challenge is to take the 
positive miracle-making aspects of Neptune and not those, you know, old ones. We, we, you know, we learned about love. We learned about compassion. For example, I'll, I'll give you a really brief example. <clears throat> um, I told the universe a while ago, I said, you know, I want to do something that actually was before I did these CDs, and I thought it would be these CDs, but it turned out to be something else. I said, I want to make residual income. And I threw it out to the universe. I said, but I want it, you know, with a company and a product that is, you know, really, you know, good and honorable and everything. Well, Mm -hmm. it materialized. So at any rate, while this was going on, I was talking to a couple of people, and this one woman, she said, you know, uh, I told the universe I, I would like to, you know, make a lot of money because then I can do all these wonderful charitable things and da-da-da. And I'm looking at her, and she said, what did you tell the universe? I said, I told the universe in no uncertain terms that I want residual income. I said, the universe knows who I am. They know yes. I would do good things. I don't have to tell them. If I'm telling them, I'm trying to convince them. You know what I'm saying? So I said, we have to get over that, that, that part of, you know, oh, look at me and, you know, whatever. Right. Um, it's like, well, so that's what I want to do. So send me the money so I can do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I said, I said, when I get it, I'll decide, I'll decide what I'm going to do with it. And they know who I am. They know what I'm capable of and what I would do. I said, so you're not going to fool them by just t- promising them to do something if it's not in your nature. You know. Right. So, right. Uh, so. The thing is that, uh, I said, they're not sitting there in judgment. The only person that's going to judge you is yourself. You're going to look back and, what did I do with this life? Did I use it well? Did I, you know, help people? Did I, you know, whatever. But you know that thing on the, um, when you get on the plane, they say before you help someone, put on the oxygen mask? Exactly, yes, yes. So if if you can't, you can't, you know, inspire people. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I listen to to people giving advice and I cringe because I think the people who are listening to this and looking at this person must be thinking, why don't you practice what you preach? You know? Mm-hmm. We, we have to try our best. And I'm not saying that we do it all the time, but we have to try the, our best to honor ourselves first so we don't have the the thing to give to somebody else right you know you know you can't it, give it somebody is. else it's, hope and enthusiasm if you don't have it that's right yeah it's self-care you absolutely and people think well that's being very you know self-centered no it's not if you take care of you you have more to give if you don't take care of you and you wear yourself out who who can you possibly take care of who can you help well, when you can't yeah, get out of bed I, in the I, morning I, Absolutely. I said that to someone once. I said, so if you sacrifice yourself to the utmost that you get so sick and die and your poor kids don't have any, any mother, what good is that? Right. Right. You know what, what did I mean? you do? I mean, that's a dramatic statement, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, it's, we, it's we dramatic, but it has to be said that way so people understand right. it, you know? It really does. Uh, yeah, I think that sometimes people don't, because a lot of us were brought up, especially as women, 
that you have to do things for other people. It's a nice, kind, wonderful thing to do. And if you, if you don't do it for other people, you're being greedy and you really don't deserve. And a lot of us have that. That's a belief that was kind of put into us because you had to do for others, always do for others. And that's right. great to help and serve others. But you have to be in a position to serve others. You can't expect to go to the gym and lift, you know, 100 pounds. You can't be crawling 100 pounds the first day out. You've got to build up to it. And once you build Absolutely. up to it, then you can do the 100 pounds. So if you well, want to help a lot of people, you've got to build up to it and just, you know, take absolutely. care of you. And, it, and you know it's little things. For example, I took my granddaughter into the city to see, see Les Mis last Saturday, and we're getting mm-hmm. the bus back, and we get on the bus, <clears throat> and uh, the bus was full, so there were people standing. And there was a woman holding uh, a baby. So the woman in front of me, this, she was standing right by her. She looks up at the woman, and she gets up, and she said, oh, please, you know, take my seat. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't want you, you know, standing with the baby. A man across, you know, looks, sees it. She sits down. The man stands up and he said, that was a lovely thing to do. Here, take my seat. And mm-hmm. the woman who gave up her. And I said to my granddaughter, you see that? That's called uh, passing it forward. I said, when right. you do a good, simple little deed like that, it, you know, it comes back to you. And I made her, like, aware of it. Those little things uh, are, you know, what it's really all about. It's not sacrificing yourself and dying for nothing. You know what I mean? It's right, just because ordinary little caring and courtesies. Yes, and I think it's because, you know, no one in their right mind in the name of love would expect you to do something at the detriment of yourself, including your maker. They're, you know, we're not here to, to wear ourselves out. We are here to bring joy to others and provide joy for ourselves. And if you are successful at that, first of all, you're putting it out to everybody and everybody around you, and you'll, you'll draw in those types of people that are joyful, and you'll get things done, and people will work well together. And, you know, and people oftentimes say, well, gee, yeah, if the world were like that, wouldn't it be great? Yeah, it would. It really would, but more people need to think <laughs> well, like that, you know? you know? You know what I've said a few times at church when I've been, you know, given a homily from, from the podium? I said, I, I want, I'm going to give you something to ponder. Scientifically, your, your thymus gland is right in the center of your chest, and the thymus gland mm-hmm. is associated with your immune system. Well, they have proven that when you laugh, you're actually massaging the thymus gland, which boosts the immune system. So if God didn't want you to laugh and be happy, why did he put it there? Right. He wouldn't. Right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're supposed to be joyous for crying out loud. You know, (laughs) laughter is a very, very important thing. And, And, you know, I think that's real scientific proof that God wanted us to laugh. Yeah, Don't and he wants us so? to be happy and joyful. Absolutely, yeah. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't any. You know, everything on the earth is created here for us to to use in the best way possible. It's it's us who uses things and not the way or doesn't see what it is. When we seek it out and we find out that we can be using something for, uh, you know, uh, for good, like these people who do horrible things, and I, and I oftentimes listen to the news and I'll say, you know what, if they just use their brain for good, you know, it would be so much better. You know, they can think of these horrible things to do, but if they use it for good, can you imagine what they would do? You know, they've got a good brain, but use it the right way. You know, um, we're getting close to the top of the hour, Kathy. As I said at the beginning of the show, your book is so well written from the very first paragraph to the very last line. And I really, to provide correct context, I, I want to read the last two lines of your book. They are, claim back the power to create magic in your life. You deserve it. 
that just sums it up so beautifully. Anyone reading your book will walk away with a better understanding of how to use the energy of the planets to empower their life. And yes, indeed, it is your individual birthright, and you do deserve it. That's probably, I mean, right from the very first to the very end, you did a great job with the whole thing in between, you know. I thought your Thank book you. was fabulous, and I think everybody should go out and get it. It's a quick read, but it's a good guidebook to keep on hand and do the things that we talked about on this show. So before we say goodbye, would you please tell our listeners how they can learn more about you, the work you do, how they can contact you for their own personal chart to have that done, and the best way to purchase your book, Balancing Your Orbit. Well, uh, my website, as you said, is just my name, Kathy with a K, and Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-O-N.com. And I, the book is uh, on my website, and it's also at Amazon um, as an e-book, and the uh, CDs are on my website. And everything about me really is on the website. And you can listen to the audio that I have there right now and get ready for this new moon coming up on June 27th. And then if you um, send me your email address, you'll receive the um, emails that I send out as I put the uh, astrological information, you know, online. And even that, when I'm talking, when I'm doing those audios, I don't talk too much in a way that people don't understand. I just basically try to empower people with the positive energy um, that is emanating from those planets. So if you uh, would like to receive that, just sign up on my website and uh, have fun, enjoy it, play with it. But it's, it's a powerful tool. It is a powerful tool, and do sign up for the email. I sign up for it. It's great to get it because you, are, you do feel empowered. You have information that you're not going to get from another source in a way that you understand it. It's very easy to understand, and sometimes it's funny. You know, I laugh because you have a great way of delivering the information and adding humor to it. So, you know, it, it's really good. It, it really does empower people. So that, you know, that's just uh, it's a wonderful thing to do. So make sure you go to Kathy Kirsten, K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-O-N.com and check it all out. Now, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. So please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're truly meant to live, you know, productively, healthfully, purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they too may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. I cannot thank you enough, Kathy, for sharing your time with all of us. It was wonderful to have you on the show. And you know I'm going to be trying to convince you to come back in January so we can all get a glimpse of what's in store for the new year. Oh, it will be my pleasure, yes. (laughs) Oh, that would be great. I'm going to hold you to it. This is on tape. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, I'll be happy to do it. Oh, thank you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And if you're not in the area or you can't make a concert, you can order my CD, Imagine, from the site as well. 
Now, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a-